That horse is out of control. What should we do with it? Welcome to Secrets for an Awesome Life. You ever see someone living a pretty awesome life and wonder, man, do they know secrets that I don't? Yes, yes they do. And this podcast is about those secrets. I'm your host, Joey Massio, certified life coach, educator, and counselor for teens and young adults. Welcome to my show. Hello, everyone. Summer is quickly approaching, and there are some exciting things going on this year. First off, in the Firmly Founded Teen membership, we will be having our summer-long theme, and this year, our theme is Becoming Anti-Fragile. And in fact, today's podcast episode is going to cover one of the topics that we'll be covering this summer in our membership. So go over to firmlyfounded.com slash teen to learn more about our teen membership and when the doors will be opening for summer. Also this summer, we are hosting our first ever in-person summer slam. And that is going to be a lot of fun. Come hang out with all of the Firmly Founded coaches as we spend a full day with teen and their parent, including an evening of pizza and board games and learn some of our mental resilience techniques and tools to increase confidence, build relationships, and achieve your goals. So go to firmlyfounded.com event to get your ticket today. It's going to be a fun time, and I would love to meet you in person. And now episode 76, Taming Our Emotions. Dead nabbit, old timer, that wild palomino broke through the fence again. We'll get her back. That old fence needed repairing anyway. We've had that horse for near a month now, and she's still crazy. Well, it takes time to tame a beast like that. But once you do, it's a beautiful thing. Her golden coat will shimmer in the sun. Her white mane flow in the wind as you ride. I say we kill her. Wait, what? We should kill her. What are you talking about? Let's shoot her dead. I got my rifle right here. No, what are you, an imbecile? Maybe. What's that? We are not going to kill that beautiful horse. Why not? It's wild and crazy. Seems like the logical solution. First off... Don't say logical. It's just not you. Okay, fair point. And second, just because something is not in your control doesn't mean you have to eliminate it. Huh? (sighs) Eliminate means to get rid of, you know, kill. Oh, yeah, kill. I like killing a lot. Just aim and boom, the problem's gone. Lickety split. That's not how you deal with problems. Are you just going to shoot every wild Palomino that comes our way? What? There are more of them? I thought it was like a unicorn or something. Just, Just one. Palominos are like problems. There are lots of them out there. The aim is to tame them, not eliminate, uh, get rid of them. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to shoot her when she comes back. Okay, you've lost your gun privileges. Give it what? here. No, no j- give it. Just let give me it shoot me. it. Stop once. it. Drop. That, that's drop all it'll it. take. Promise. Drop it. Have you ever wanted to just get rid of your problems, like just metaphorically shoot it, 
to pieces. <laughs> it sounds like that would be the best thing, doesn't it? Well, one of the things that most of the teens that I work with tend to look at as a problem is their emotions. Now, emotions are the number one reasons that teens tell me they don't want to do something or that they don't like something because of the way it makes them feel. I mean, think about it. Generally, anything in your life that you look at as a problem is probably a problem because it makes you feel unpleasant in some way. Homework makes you feel bored. Uh, talking to new people makes you feel nervous or presenting in front of a class or uh, finishing homework on time makes you feel anxious. The way that your parents or your friends might view you might make you feel uh, less confident. So really the main source of our dislike for most things is the way it makes us feel. Now, in preparation for this summer's theme in our firmly founded memberships, I'm reading a book called Anti-Fragile by Nassim Nicholas Taleb. Now, the concept of anti-fragile is super interesting. And when I heard it, I was like, ooh, I, I want to learn more about this. And so it's a very long book. Uh, I'm listening to it. It's 16 hours long. And I'm most of the way through it right now. And I'm really enjoying the concept. So the concept is that some things in life are fragile, which means they break easily. We all get that concept. And most of us think the opposite of fragile is what he calls robust meaning that it's very strong. You can't break it. You can try really hard and it's not going to break that easy. But he says it's actually not the opposite of fragile. He says the opposite of fragile is anti-fragile, which means something that breaks and then gets stronger because of it, because of the fact that it broke. And he had a line in there, which is, was the inception of this episode. And he said, the goal is the domestication of our emotions rather than eliminating them. And I, I was just in total agreement with that sentence because far too often we feel that we need to just get rid of the uncomfortable thing. But he says to domesticate them, which is a fancy way of saying to tame them. Like dogs, for example, they've been domesticated. They weren't always meant to be in our homes and sleeping at the foot of our bed. Like, they're, they were wild animals for a long, long, long time. But then humans domesticated them, and now they're part of our everyday life. Same with horses. Horses are wild animals, but then we've domesticated them or tamed them, and now we use them for a lot of really great things. So now, I know that you know that you can't actually eliminate your unpleasant emotions. I mean, you might want to, but I know that you know that you actually can't just get rid of those. And sometimes that makes people feel even more unpleasant, more anxiety. I can't get rid of my anxiety? Well, now I have more of it. I can't get rid of my depression? Well, now I have more of it. When we actually realize that. But we don't need to have more of those unpleasant feelings when we realize that we can't eliminate them. Because usually the magnification of those unpleasant feelings come when we try to eliminate them, even though we know deep down that, that we can't. We, we still try, don't we? Here are some ways that we try to eliminate 
unpleasant emotions. We try to create a world where there's no uncomfortable situations, just none whatsoever. Maybe that means that we stop trying some things or we avoid things, talking to people or assignments or whatever your version of avoiding uncomfortable situation is. We'll just we'll just live in a world where I'm never uncomfortable. That's that's something I'm going to try to do. It never works. I've never met one teen who's successfully been able to do that. Uh, sometimes in the world they're called safe spaces. Right. Well, I we just need to create safe spaces for everybody to go in and nobody will have to feel uncomfortable or challenged in any way. And once we do that, then we can eliminate unpleasant feelings. But it's a futile effort, meaning that it's it's pointless to try to do that because life is just meant to feel good and to feel bad, to feel pleasant and to feel unpleasant. So we're never going to be able to eliminate those. Instead, why don't we try taming them or domesticating them if you want to be fancy? Now, think about how are emotions like wild animals or in in the case of this story, a wild palomino, which is a nod to my favorite musical artist, the Zac Brown Band. They had a song on their last album about palominos and they're just beautiful looking horses with uh, golden uh, coats and a white mane. Now, I I don't know how to tame horses. That's that's not my specialty, but my specialty is on taming emotions. And here's some things that I came up with that you could use to help tame your emotions, especially the unpleasant ones. So the first one is accept them. I've talked about this before on the podcast uh, back I think uh, October September of last year, 2021. We talked about how uh, emotions are like monsters. Well, when you accept an emotion, you realize that you don't need to fight them. You don't need to avoid them. You don't need to get rid of them. You give them permission to exist. Now, it's funny because by not giving them permission to exist, they're they're not just going to go away. They're still going to be there. You're just going to be fighting their existence, the reality of their existence. So instead, allow yourself to just accept them. Next, let them do their thing. It's their thing is to make you feel unpleasant. So just just let them do that. It it really is not going to hurt you for an extended period of time. It's going to make you feel really really uncomfortable. Now, for some people the actions that they do will then cause some pain or discomfort or hurt. Uh, and that's why number three is don't let your unpleasant emotions dictate your actions. Put up what I call firm fences around your emotions. Now, when you put up firm fences, it's, it's often a term I use when I'm talking to parents about my parenting style is that I'm a free range parent with firm fences. And a firm fence is something you set up when you're not feeling the unpleasant emotion and something that you set up with yourself. I mean, when I do it as a parent, I set them up with my my children, but you're gonna do it with yourself when you're not in the unpleasant emotion. And you're going to decide on things that you will not do when you are feeling unpleasant. You can write them down, you can just get them in your head, however it works best for you. And these are things you know you don't actually want to do because you know they're actually not going to help your situation. 
So examples of firm fences you would want to have around your emotions is that when I'm feeling angry, I'm not going to destroy things. Some people out there, when they get mad, they like to throw things, punch walls, break things. And then afterwards, they're like, well, I know that didn't help anything. And that uh, now I've, uh, I have broken things. And people around me maybe view me differently or something. Um, so that's an example. Another example is when I'm feeling depressed, I'm not going to hurt myself. That is something that I know when I'm not depressed isn't something that I want to do. Uh, it's painful and it's something that's not going to ultimately help my situation. So, or, or something that's not going to help other people with my situation. If I decide to take my own life, for example, that's a, that's an extreme version of hurting myself. I, I know that maybe for me, it's going to seem like my problems are over, but that, that's not going to help anybody else around you. No matter how much your brain wants to tell you that it is, you know deep down that, well, it's really not. It's probably going to cause more issues and problems for the people who love me. So that's something that I'm going to decide right now. That's something that I don't want to do. And maybe when you're feeling embarrassed or down or anxious, you decide, you know what? I, I don't want to retreat into myself, into a bubble of loneliness where I don't want anybody in. Maybe that's not what I want to do during that time. So these are some examples of firm fences that you put up to not let your emotions dictate your actions. So you have accepting your emotions, letting them do their thing, meaning let them make you feel uncomfortable. It's fine. You are really good at feeling uncomfortable. And if you don't think you are, you can get really good at feeling uncomfortable. That's kind of the definition of anti-fragile. Now, the fourth thing, or I guess the third thing is don't let them dictate your actions. And then the fourth way that you can tame your emotions is to plan things that you do want to do when you are feeling unpleasant. Things that you feel would be very helpful for you or to let you process the emotion. Some examples might be spend some time listening to music. Music for me is a great way for me to allow myself to feel emotions. And it kind of takes me through the emotion and I, I enjoy it. Now, depending on the music, some music might be more helpful than others, but choose music that you feel helps you kind of process that emotion or kind of helps charge you into a different emotion. Maybe do some drawing or, or journaling. Uh, those, are, those are two different things. Drawing is more kind of just mindless uh, drawing and sketching and doodling. But And journaling is more like, well, let me just kind of get out all my words uh, out of my brain and do a little thought vomit, and that can help me process my emotions. Maybe do some meditating. I'm just going to sit by myself and think, and I'm going to allow myself to think in ways that are constructive, in ways that are, that are helpful. Um, if you don't know how to do some meditation, then, you know, ask someone who does Google it or something, how you do meditation. And then lastly, and this is something that I recommend. I know there are other coaches out there uh, who want to stay away from anything that looks like buffering or avoiding emotions. Uh, but for me, watching an uplifting show or a movie with someone, I call that a healthy distraction. Sometimes I'm feeling down or I'm feeling burnt out or I'm feeling some kind of unpleasant emotion. And for me, watching a show just kind of lets me be distracted from all of the thoughts I was having that was creating 
my unpleasant emotions. And it lets me kind of detach from my grip around what I was viewing my reality to be. And then I watch a show and then afterwards or a movie. And then afterwards I'm like, oh, all right. I got my life. I'm like, you know what? My life actually is not that bad. It kind of distracted me from all those negative thoughts I was having about it. And I call that a healthy distraction because eventually I'm going to come back and I'm going to uh, look at my emotions and look at my thoughts and do some thought work so then I can move on. So your emotions don't need to be eliminated. They just need to be tamed. And by doing so, it will actually make you stronger. Because now you'll be someone that when an unpleasant emotion comes galloping into your world, you don't stress yourself trying to get rid of it. But you know that if you want to, you have the power to tame it and ride it through the ups and downs of the beautiful countryside of life. Did you know that every goat has a coach? Those who have been the greatest of all time have always had a mentor or coach to help them get the best out of themselves. And that's what the coaches at Firmly Founded do for teens in our coaching membership, the Firmly Founded Team. We help teens stop procrastinating, end self-doubt, eliminate awkward conversations, and conquer anxiety. Learn more about our program and when doors are opening next at firmlyfounded.com slash team. Every goat has a coach. It's time that you get yours.